Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Podcast for a uh, Wednesday, middle of the week, hump day. Hope everybody's doing all right. Uh, Bob McCallum here, John Shannon over there in a slightly different location. He won't explain. No, secret location. Secret location. And uh, joining us at the uh, bottom of the screen, if you're watching on YouTube uh, from the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland is with us. Uh, A belated uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. It was a um, a busy Thanksgiving weekend. Both, I imagine. Well, certainly from a business perspective, I assume socially too, Kenny. Yeah, I mean, obviously very busy with the, the draft middle of last week and then free agency over the weekend. Um, so we the uh, Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday night. My wife and I and uh, Archie Henderson and Tyler Wright, my chief scout and chief amateur scout. So it was uh, small, but uh, we, had, we had a nice time. You, uh, you, you, it's almost like you've adopted Archie, Archie and Tyler, you know, when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks that way. But, uh, you know, coming from, from Detroit, John, um, you know, they, they've been Detroit with me for a while and they know the way I think and I know the way they think. So they've been uh, very important. Uh, uh, as long as it was Cindy cooking and not you, I'm good. So. <laughs> yeah, she, she was at the wheel. Um, a, a bunch of things to discuss. And I know uh, uh, Shannon will get into um, a variety of things. We'll talk a bit about tourists and Barry and their signings. Um, off the top, uh, and for no necessarily particular reason, uh, you re-signed Mike Smith uh, as your goaltender. And um, I, I confess, Kenny, I didn't get a chance to see enough Oiler games to really evaluate on a personal level what your goaltending situation was like. But I did see that there were some who uh, were questioning um, the decision to bring Mike back, and especially in a time, I guess, where there were a bunch of goaltenders potentially available. Did you look around, um, or were you, were you, had you decided that you were happy with Mike? No, I mean, we looked around. Obviously, we went into the free agency period on Friday. Um, Mike was not signed. Uh, I had told his agent, um, I don't know, maybe a month ago, coming out of the bubble, that uh, we were going to wait until uh, free agency to decide what we were doing in goal. You know, I think that, well, first off, I would say to you, Bob, um, you know, everybody remembers the four games against Chicago in the middle of August. We didn't play very good. Uh, our goaltending wasn't very good. Our defensive play wasn't very good. Uh, there was we, we didn't have the attention to detail that we had later in the season. And I don't think we played very good. Uh, and, and, and if you judge our team on those four games, um, you're probably not going to be very happy. But there's also 71 games that happened um, from October to the middle of March that also were very important in, in um, for me evaluating what direction to go with the team. We got good goaltending over 71 games uh, between Koskinen and Mike Smith. 
Uh, we got good goaltending. They all basically played 50-50. Um, and I thought that uh, that was the strength of our team uh, over the course of the 71-game season. And then the other thing I would say to you is, to go into free agency, Bob, you've got X amount of dollars to spend. Did I explore the market for goalies? Absolutely. I uh, did talk to a number of the goalies. Uh, I made, uh, made some offers. Uh, those goalies decided to go elsewhere. And then, and then, you know, you've got a finite amount of money to spend. i got to decide how best to spend it. And certainly, uh, Mike Smith wanting to come back here on a $1.5 million salary uh, helped um, get get the other piece that we were, we were able to get over the previous few days. So, uh, Kenny, uh, you talked about the free agency. I mean, the, the, the one thing that everybody knows, there's still a ton of free agents out there. Um, not many guys got more than two or three years term. How much different was the COVID free agency than anything else you've been through? Well, totally different, John. I mean, you just said it right there. You know, it's a flat cap, but I don't, it's, it's not only the flat cap for 2021, it's not knowing what's going on in 21, 22 and 22, 23 is as uh, impact now some players did get you know there are four five that did get you know six seven year contracts but for the most part it was uh, you know one and two year deals and i think that uh, the flat cap for this year and also the unknown going forward uh had a massive impact on um, on the marketplace how did you sell tyson berry well i you know i i think john it starts with and you don't have to talk to Tyson, but it, it, it has to start a little bit with the player wants to come here. And I think that, um, um, you know, as we got into Friday afternoon, I talked to um, um, his agent, Don Meehan, you know, early Friday afternoon, it sort of went on. And then Saturday morning, I, uh, Wayne Gretzky did talk to Tyson Berry. I was Tyson's good friend with Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I think his son, Trevor. And certainly the opportunity with Clefbaum, the potential of Clefbaum not being around, the opportunity to come in and uh, run our party. You know, it's an opportunity for him. So I, you know, I don't know exactly what's on his priority list, but certainly uh, he, Edmonton was of interest to him. And, and on a one-year deal, um, you know, he's a guy that over the last three years had, what, 57, 59, and 39 points. So he's going to come in and give us a boost on the back end in terms of producing offense. There's a perception out there, Ken, I don't think I'm inaccurate in saying this, that Edmonton is not an easy place to sell a, um, a player to, to go to. Although I think we would all understand and concede that for the most part, it's about how good the team is and what the future looks like. And if you've got a chance to win, I think that's far more important to a player. But you've now been in this situation for a while. You've experienced it firsthand. Is it a tough place to sell? You know what, Bob? I think you, what you just said a minute ago is, is the, you know, Edmonton was one of the places to sell in the late 80s and early 90s, you know. And then, yeah. um, you know, so it's, it's not about the city. I don't think it's about the city. I think it's about... Um, the, your ability for your team to compete. I think with, you know, having Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, um, you know, Nugent Hopkins, Nurse, um, there's other people there. That, that's what we're selling. We're selling the ability that they were, we've got some really good young defensemen that are going to be on our team in the next year or two. 
And I think that we're headed, I believe we're headed in the right direction. I think that uh, um, players, they, they make decisions because of money. They make decisions because they might want to, they, they're, they're from Alberta or they're from Michigan or they grew up in Ontario and they want to go play in front of family. Opportunity. Mm -hmm. So um, is Edmonton any easy place to sell? I think it is. We've got we've got the same cap as everybody else. We've got some star players that are 23 and 24 years old, Connor and Leon. And I think that uh, we're a team that over the next year or two, we're hoping that we can make some steps forward and become a real legit um, team in the National Hockey League to make the playoffs and go to playoff run. And you have a great facility, and I think that's something that a lot of a lot of players look at now with you know, how how expansive and luxurious some of these buildings are. How, how would you compare working in Detroit, albeit a hockey town, to working at Edmonton then? And John, I be, I'm going to ask that answer. And the other thing, obviously, we've got an owner in Daryl Cates that's, 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 you know, we go to the cap. So sure. you know, we're committed, to, you know, we built this, we built this facility and we're going, we're going to the, we're going to the cap. We're trying to compete. Um, difference between Detroit and, you know, I've only been in Edmonton for, for one year. I'm big on, you know, I'm hoping that that coming here, John, I can provide some stability. I, I think that one of the keys to the success um, or, or whatever success we had in Detroit was stability. You know, the Illiches bought the team in the early 80s. They they continued to own the team. Jimmy Devilland had been there for a long time. I'd been there for a long time. So we had one one vision and one we, we, we weren't making change. And certainly uh, I'm hoping here that, that I can come in and provide some stability and, and we can get this team uh, headed into being one of the, you know, a team that makes the playoffs on, on an annual basis. So, you know, lots of passion in Edmonton. Lots of, when, when I was in Detroit, uh, there was a ton of passion. Obviously they're going through a rebuild now. I recently the rebuild there and, you know, trading off players at the deadline. So, so, so it's a different time in Detroit right now than, uh, than when we were in our heyday in the, in the nineties and the, and the early two thousands. So it's all, you know, John, it's all, it's about how good your team is on the ice. And, mm -hmm. and when your team is good, when your team competes, the fan base knows it and, and they're going to come out and support you. And when it, when it gets to be a, a rebuild and your team is not competitive, they're not going to support you until, until they, they believe you're competitive. But how do you, how do you, I mean, based on how great your regular season was and it was a really good season, and then you had the four-game debacle in the in the in the bubble. How do you preach patience to a passionate hockey market? Well, I don't think I'm preaching patience. I think that uh, you know we went from twenty. You know, the year before we got here, we went from twenty seventh in the league overall points to twelfth. Um, you know, we've gone out. We've we brought over. Um, Pulya Yarvi, we've signed him. We brought, we added Kyle Touris. We've added Tyson Berry. Uh, we traded for Ennis at the deadline. Uh, we've re-signed Tyler Ennis. Um, we're we're trying to compete. I mean, we're going to the cap. Um, we've got a we've got a, a young nucleus, a nucleus that's really coming into its into its prime. So, you know, John, there are no guarantees. You know, my feeling as a general manager is. What you want to do is play your way into the tournament, the Stanley Cup tournament. You got to be in the top half of the, you know, there's 31 teams, going to be 32, but you got to play your way into the 16. Then, then you got to play your best. Then, then you got to get lucky with with health. It's about matchups. 
your 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 goaltending, your best players, all those things got to come together at at the right time. There are no guarantees that that you're going to make this move and that move, and you're going to win you're going to win the Stanley Cup. And certainly, you look at the you know the Tampa Bay Lightning this year Stanley Cup champion uh, and and their perseverance under under Steve Eisman and Julian Brisebois and stay in the course and not they've had many disappointments and I think back to our Detroit days when we won the cup in 97 our dis disappointments in 92 and 93 and 94 and 95 and 96 so I'm not preaching patience I'm preaching that we're trying to compete you know when I when I took the job last year on May the 6th my goal was in year one was to get to the calendar on March the 1st and to control our own destiny control our own fate and be able to play our way into the playoffs because because that's what you got to do. You got to you got to win games down the stretch. Other than if you run away and hide in the regular season, and 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 maybe two two or three teams on each side do that. So we I I thought we played it. We were in a position to control our own fate. The pandemic hit, and 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 the and 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 the world was upside down. Going into 2021, the goal is to compete for a playoff spot. Uh, you know, be in the top uh, top eight in the West, and if you. If you can be in the top four or five and you open at home, then you got to play. Then you, then you got to, whether you've won the president's trophy, you know, I look back a year ago, you know, with the two teams that were the number one seeds in the East and the West in Calgary and Tampa, they won one playoff game combined between the two of them in the right. first round. You don't, you don't know, you don't know. So there are no guarantees and I'm not going to come out here and promise that we're going to win the Stanley cup or we're going to, where I, I know how hard it is. I've been in this game for, for 35 years, I understand how hard it is to go on a playoff run, and you got to take steps along the way. I think we took a step last year. We got to take another step, and 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 the goal is to be in the playoffs every year, and to and to learn and to build and make tweaks to your team along the way. Have some 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 young players in your system grow in and help your and just and keep at it and keep at it, and then and then one day you'll be your hope. The plan is that you're going to be the last team standing and hoisting the Stanley Cup. We're with Ken Holland of the Edmonton uh, Oilers. Um, I'm interested in, in, in you mentioned Daryl earlier, Daryl Cates, your, uh, your owner there, and what he's like in terms of his involvement in the organization and decision-making. I mean, I know you're not going to dump on your owner, uh, but... Um, Hi, Bob. You did for years. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and, and now I'm sitting here talking to you. Uh, <laughs> how'd that work out? Uh, I don't know. Look, um, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Daryl. I mean, do you see him every day? Tell us something. Well, I, you know, my relationship with uh, Daryl is probably similar to what what I had in Detroit with the Illiches. You know, on a, on an everyday basis, uh, I run the team, and then. You know, obviously, there's there's times when you're making um, you know contra big big decisions, whether it's big trades, you're, 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 whether you want to trade a key piece or acquire a key piece, you want to sign a player to a long-term contract that's that's a significant amount of money. I think it's important that your ownership, my, my boss, the people I'm working for, sign off on on the direction that um, I'm taking the team. So. Um, I talked. I talked talk to Bob Nicholson, my, my my direct boss. He's the president. He talks to Daryl on an everyday basis, multiple times a day. I talk to Bob on an everyday basis, and then I talk to uh, to Daryl whenever. Again, there's those key decisions, and then there's times during the, the year when he's at the game or we're 
we're on the road. We, I, I see him, but 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 my relationship with Daryl is at key times in the year, key decisions. That's when we. Uh, it's important that we 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 talk, Bob and him and I. Okay, so in the last year has ha, has there been a situation where either Nick or Daryl have talked you out of something? No, no. Is that likely to happen? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate. I, hard to read the future, Bob, but I don't, I don't. It's hard. I, I, I don't anticipate that. I, you know, I guess in my short time here, um, Daryl wants to win. You know, I, I, Daryl as the owner wants to win. Right. Um, you know, again, we're going to the, we're at the cap, um, and you look at, uh, you know, we, we we've we've kept. You know the, the young players that were already signed when I when I were here they they, they signed up the young players long term so uh, I'm working for a for a, for an owner that wants to win and wants this team to be successful. Bob, one of the things I can tell you about Daryl Cates is there isn't a bigger Oilers fan in the world than the owner of the Edmonton Oilers. This no, guy sometimes you know fan. John and the reason I ask is I mean you know I know Daryl like a teeny tiny little bit. Sometimes the bigger you, the fan you are as an owner, the more involved you get or the more things you demand. And I'm just one, I was wondering. Yeah, no, that's a fair question. Hey, Kenny, you, you touched on Clefbaum. Uh, you mentioned Connor. Uh, Connor has COVID and Clefbaum's got a bad shoulder. What's the update on both of them? Well, on Clefbaum first, uh, John, he's, I'm, I'm not, you know, he was playing with, um, He's played the last couple of last part of his career with with an injury that aggravates him. Uh, he has to be played. He's played in pain. He's deciding. I know that when when in February when we shut him down for about I think nine games he didn't play. Right. He went to see a, a shoulder specialist in Minnesota. Um, came back. He finished the season. Obviously came back and played in phase three and played in the in the playoffs. Um, he's going through a process to de decide exactly what he's going to do going forward, whether he wants to have surgery, whether he's going to kind of wait it out and see how he feels, you know, once uh, we find out the dates, if we're going to come back. So I'm, I'm uh, to be, to be safe. I'm planning that he's not going to play mm -hmm. um, so that uh, we can be prepared. That's why we went out and signed Tyson Berry. Um, but if I get the news that as we get, you know, if they announce a, a start date and a, or when they announce a start date and training camp, if I get the news from uh, Clef and his agent, JP Berry, that he wants to uh, come back and play, we got to be in a position that we can fit him back in the team. So right now there's a, a bit of an unknown, but I'm planning that he's not going to play. In Connor's case, um, I've texted with him uh, a couple of times and uh, talked to Jeff Jackson uh, two or three times over the weekend, his agent. And, uh, you know, I think he's he's obviously got, got COVID, but I think he's he's doing, you know, as well as you know, he's doing fine. And uh, I, I would expect he's going to be um, going to be good, you know, over it here at some point in time. Uh, on the topic of COVID, um, it is the middle of October, and under normal circumstances, the season would be just underway. Have you adjusted to the fact that? We are in a completely different environment now that the season, last season just ended, that we're not going to start again till probably January, yada, yada, yada. Um, or are you in the, you know, it's the middle of October and nobody's on the ice? Um, 
I think in the middle of both, Bob, you know, like I still call it, I still called uh, up until last week, I was calling October 9th, July 1st, you know, July 1st, July 1st, I had to catch myself. It wasn't July 1st, it was October the 9th. So, you know, certainly it's, it's a new world. Um, um, You know, so I, I think I'm a little bit like it's October. Why aren't we playing? But certainly, you know, then you realize the Stanley cup was just handed out, you know, 10 days ago or two weeks ago. And um, there's a lot of unknown. So, uh, you know, excited. I think everybody's excited to, to, to find out when we're going to be able to have a, the next season start. Um, in the meantime, I'm just sort of um, just trying to understand it's October and it's not, it's not, it's not June or July. Well, no, and we're all creatures of habit. And I mean, I'm sure more, you, you probably more than John or I, and you're, you know, you look at the calendar when you wake up in the morning and, okay, this is what I usually do on October 15th or whatever and you can't do that right yeah no you're absolutely right i mean you live by the calendar you know and i i I think you know we all live by the calendar and our calendar's upside down i mean actually i've actually got a calendar on the side of my desk and normally in normal times i'm in that calendar on a regular basis you know whether i'm i'm uh i'm I'm, whether i'm going to go um you know follow the orders or go watch down bakersfield and watch our farm team play or i'm going to go out and scout or i'm going to go to the world juniors i'm going to go to europe you know, um, here's general managers meetings. Here's your winter meetings, and you fill mm-hmm. out the calendar. And right now, the calendar's empty. I don't. There's. I. You know, you just go day by day. Like, like probably most people in the world right now, it's it's hard to plan. So, uh, you know, I've got a calendar here sitting at my desk that I, I that I rarely look at when in a normal time I'm in yeah. it, in it on a regular basis. And I'm looking at Western Hockey League schedules and OHL schedules in Europe and. When can I go to Europe and I want to go see some of our, our, our players play or I want to go scouting and I want to go to the, the world under 18s or the world juniors and or the men's tournaments in, in Finland in, in November. And right now, you know, none of that is, is, uh, is, is really a reality or possibility. So it's, I'm sitting with an empty calendar and it's, it's, it's very strange. How concerned are you about player development? Because you talked about the OHL and, and the WHL, you're going to have players that were supposed to be in Bakersfield. We don't know when the American League is going to start. The East Coast League is supposed to start in December at some point. What, what, what's, and you've sent a lot of guys to Europe. How concerned are you about the growth of your team when you don't even know where and when some of your young guys are going to play? If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Well, um, you know, first off, Bob, lots of our young players are playing in Europe, as you mentioned. And, and, and we sort of I remember in um, early July having a conversation with Pat Morris, who represented Dmitry Samarukov. And we were talking about whether we were going to bring Dmitry into phase three. We had the limit of, what, 28 skaters and, and um, you know, Samarukov, Broberg. And, and then, and then uh, CSKA in the, in the KHL had approached um, – Dimitri about playing there, and um, we, are you there? Oh, there. Yeah, sorry. Um, and we and, and we made a deal for Samarukov to go play 
in the KHL. And as time wore on, as we started to get into phase three and come out of there, just felt that it was uh, maybe let's get our young players playing. So lots, we've got, we've got many of our young players, most of our young players that are at the American League level. They're, they're, they're over in Europe playing. Bouchard's playing in the Allsvensk and Broberg is playing, obviously, in Schlefti. Uh, Benson's over in Europe. Um, McLeod's over in Europe, so we we Sam Rukov's over there, Maximov's over there. So many of our young prospects, but certainly you got some young players on the NHL roster. You know, you we think about Ethan Bear, Yamamoto. Certainly those young players, it's a different situation. You'd like to see them playing, but they got to wait for the um, for the NHL season. So you know, I think everybody's in the same situation. I'm I'm happy that we've got many of our young prospects playing in uh, in Europe but uh, you know that's something that I that that I know lots of uh, you know I talk to managers on a regular basis and talking about the player development what to do the American Hockey League I'm on the American Hockey League re return to play committee you know we're we're all concerned about the the, the development of, of young players we have no idea what's coming um, um, you know we've talked about this uh, we don't know when the season's going to start we have no idea what what is going to happen, what decisions the NHL is going to make or have to make. You can't play a whole year on in a bubble, can you, Kenny? Well, I'm going to leave that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll leave that to Gary, Gary, and Bill, and 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 the, and the board of governors, um, and the and the, the NHL Players Association. So you know, the, you know, Bob. There's so many things, obviously. You know, there's there's the economics of the game. There's, you oh, know, sure. the ability for our, our players to see their families. Um, there's so many things that, that are involved. Those are decisions that are, are going to be made uh, above me. I've, you know, and I'm, uh, whenever I get the the word from uh, from the NHL and the Board of Governors and, and the Players Associates have all agreed we're going forward, then it's my job to try to make sure that uh, that we that our team is is is, is best prepared and ready to go out and compete. You're a general manager, not a coach, but do you have an opinion on, on in an ideal circumstance, how long training camp would be, even if it doesn't involve, if it doesn't involve exhibition games? Well, I, you know, I, yeah, I guess my take would be probably, you'd probably got to have three weeks for sure. And you know, it's not yeah. only the 24, you know, I think about the seven teams that, um, weren't involved in the, in the, in the playoffs. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have lots of their players that haven't played since the middle of March. We, we, so it's going to be nine, 10 months be, from the time that they played hockey. So, right. you know, I've got it now. Do those teams get back, come back earlier? Do they get a few extra days? You know, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I got a, you know, a normal training camp is, uh, you know, around, around three weeks, probably you're going to have to have a normal training camp and possibly an extra week. Um, because again, some players haven't played. They're going to be nine or ten months since they last played hockey. Yeah. So what happened? What happens now? Your free agency was last Friday. There was a flurry, not as big as we normally see. What happens now uh, with all these all these unrestricted free agents? Uh, how long will it take for them to get jobs? In your opinion? Well, in some cases, it's going to probably take up until the start of this. This season, it appears that there's, you know, more players out there than there's going to be spots available. And, you know, I know that in our case, you know, we're probably done 
Um, you know, when I look at the cap space, I got to get Ethan Bear signed. I got to get uh, William Lagason signed. You always need a cushion. You know, you got to you got to be, you know, one and a half to two million under the under the cap. So you got an opportunity to run your team. If you have those day to day injuries, you got to be able to call call players up. And I'm sure that there's uh, there's a number of teams, lot many teams that are in our situation. So, you know, it's 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 you know how much cap space is out there compared to how many players are available. And, and do you think agents now understand um, that it's not a big pot of money? I mean, it seems like there, there's a real understanding now with term and with the contracts that have been signed the last few days that uh, nobody's going to hit a home run right now. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Well, I think we all understand. You know, I, I, don't, know if it's just, I don't know if it's just, the, um, if it's just the, the agents. I think it's the managers, too. You know, we're all... You know, when we started the process, you know, we had um, um, pro meetings with our staff in, in, in May. And we had one week and we did Zoom calls and we went through all the teams. And then, you know, then you went through the summer. And then as we got into uh, middle of September, we had more Zoom calls a week with my pro people. You know, Dave Tippett was on there and, you know, uh, uh, Archie Henderson and his staff and Keith Gretzky. And then, and then as we got into, uh, into Edmonton, you know, you, you, you put up on the board, here's your commitments, you know, here's, here's the people you got signed. Here's the, you know, it's, 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 it, you gotta be able to count to 81 and a half, you know, if you can count to 81.5, you know, and then you know how much money you've got um, committed and then you, you know how much money you got to spend and what, what needs and wants that you're going to try to fill. And you, you know, you've only got so much money. And then, and then if you, if you do make a trade or two, you can affect that because obviously there's, there's been some people signed in and some teams trade some players. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's not only the agents, I think it's both sides. You know, you, it's, we've all had to change our thinking heading into this free agency because of the, of the flat cap. And, and, uh, you know, as we were in March uh, at the general managers meetings, John, you know, Gary, Gary Bettman talked about that. He thought that the, the, the cap was going to go on the low end 84 on the high end 88 and I kind of thought okay we're going to be somewhere in the middle we're going to be 85 86 well if the cap is 85 86 if you work off of 80 it's it's four times 30 it's another it's another 120 million dollars of cap space that was that was uh, taken away from where we thought we were in uh, in 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 March so I, it's not only the agents and the players it's also the general managers and in, in understanding it, uh, that that uh, things are tight the future's indeterminate in this sport and in all sports and in life in general. And so uh, we can only speculate as to what comes next. I know what comes next for you is a couple of days off and I'm sure well-deserved. Um, enjoy your trip. And um, thanks a lot for uh, taking time for us. You're always uh, very kind with your time. We greatly appreciate it. No uh, problem. Luck, Kenny. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, John. Nice talking with you guys. Cheers. And from the Edmonton Oilers, there's Ken Holland. That's the podcast for today for Shannon McCowan.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.